Good evening, ghosts and ghouls. Tonight we once again emerge from the eerie fog of our most recent hiatus, reinvigorated and ready to return to our regularly scheduled programming. We here under the streetlights are no strangers to the occult practices of necromancy and dark magic, having already discussed various forms of sorcerers on the show previously. On this episode, however, we venture back to the old country, to the haunted fields and woods of Europe, in search of witches as they are most commonly known and understood in the West. Likewise, we venture back into the fetid mists of the past, to the epochs of arcane prehistory, and to the nightmarish world of the Dark and Middle Ages, when mysticism and superstition still held sway over the entire continent. Anticipating that it will take more than one installment to cover a topic as broad and complex as this one, we will continue our informal tradition of providing some general context and background before discussing particular cases pertaining to this phenomena. Now, the concepts of conjurers and practitioners of magic have likely existed for as long as mankind itself, at least since the first primitive advents of religion and spiritual worship. The female sorcerers we will discuss today, though, can be said to trace their ancestry, in their most distinguishable form, to the eastern Mediterranean, Greece, Anatolia, and ancient Egypt. It was from these ancient lands, lying at the crossroads of Asia and Europe, that the goddess Hecate first emerged. Herself associated with crossroads or dividing lines, such as that between the realm of the living and the dead, Hecate was an iteration of what we today refer to as the Triple Goddess, an ancient European religious figure which embodied the various aspects of life and death. Multifaceted, the Triple Goddess at once represented the Maiden, the Mother, and the Crone. All of these were various stages within life in the natural world, and roughly correlated to untainted innocence, then maturity, followed by sage-like wisdom uh, that accompanies old age. Now, Hecate was worshipped in various cults and sects throughout the ancient world, and who likely had her origins in the beliefs of the ancient Indo-Europeans, was very much an all-encompassing goddess, <laughs> and served in many ways as a stand-in for the concept of unbound- unbounded potential as it relates to human nature. Wait, 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 so this, this witch was a goddess? So... Witches, as as they're depicted in popular culture, like the idea of a Western witch that uh, rides on a broomstick and has a pointy hat. But those are the real witches, right? This guy. They are. They. You know who the real witch is? No, I, I won't name names. Oh, but shit. Um, oh, shit. but um, the government. Um, but this goddess kind of um prefigures uh that female mystical archetype that's capable of using magic and casting spells and hexes um they all kind of derive from this idea of the divine feminine which was very much like a a a pagan concept that that has been lost so maiden uh mother and crone the imagery that we're exposed to the most is that of the crone like the hag the old wrinkled woman that has this unearthly knowledge acquired in her vast years. But that's only uh, one aspect of, of this ancient religious figure, which um, is supposed to be, like I said, all encompassing. So representing the potentiality of human life, like there's, there's potential for good, for evil, for all the gray uh, in between um, and that exists not only in between good and evil, but outside of it. It's it's very much like a, an elemental force that has no allegiance. Ki- kind of that earlier form of religion 
where it wasn't so dualistic it was kind of just like nature itself or the the power of of whatever life force uh, you want to ascribe to um but yeah this this divine feminine figure trickled down uh through the ages and eventually we got what we today commonly refer to as like a witch or a witche in old english wick the the modern day wicca religion <clears throat> as fruity as it is as the, fruity as all these neo-pagans are it it traces its roots back back to hecate dang the, the audiences are gonna be learning some new words today it's a, it's a deep dive yeah that's for sure but um if i can find my place in this um exhaustive research that i've compiled okay yeah here we are so the use of magic rites uh, associated with Hecate and Greer were um, kind of kind of moving down into like the use of spells and hexes. So use of the magic rite rites uh, were untethered by the dualistic constraints of good and evil, as we've said. Um, they instead drew on raw forces that could be channeled and directed toward a myriad different ends. And this, of course, as many pagans would discover during the purges of early Christendom stood in direct contradiction to the dualistic nature of most monotheistic religions where there's a single benevolent god opposed to the powers of evil and darkness and everything bad that there is. Um, the Abrahamic religions in particular, as a result of the deeply hierarchical societies that produced them, were obsessed with this idea of an omnipotent patriarchal figure. And um, because of this, there was really no place for women save on a secondary subservient role as adherents disciples servants um and so the concept of the triple goddess as with most other pagan beliefs uh were forced underground and they were persecuted as the new church of europe you know the catholic church back then sought to cement its hold over the spiritual lives of the continent still though adherents of the old ways who made use of ancient spells and practices and who were oftentimes well-versed in the medicinal uses of plants and herbs, uh, survived in various guises. Most notable among these were the cunning folk of the Anglo-Saxon nations, uh, Britain, Germany, um, Brittany, and France. Um, but these are basically folk healers who held on to some of the remaining teachings and philosophies of old paganism, though in a veiled manner in order to conceal you know, its true origins. They remained, for a time, unmolested by most governments, and even, surprisingly, by a church that had ignored the diehard nature of such beliefs. Uh, but in 1346... Wait, wait, before you continue that, I was going to ask um, or tell you that so technically what you're trying to say is that there's some good witches out there as well. Basically, what I'm trying to say is Like that Harry Potter level of witches or warlocks. That's interesting because the cunning folk were referred to as, like, white witches or as, like, dry practicers... In the sense that they didn't appeal to dark magic, for more, but more broadly, in a historical context at least, and in, in, in the context of, of the things that we know for a fact, the concept of a good or like white witch didn't really exist. Mm. It was kind of just this practical magic was out there and these belief systems were out there and you could ascribe to them and have nefarious motives. Or be a good person. It was kind of like just just something that that was believed. Ah, fuck, I'm trying to trying to explain it <laughs> in a, in a way that makes a little more sense. There you but, go, guys. He does like, not know. 
No, but he like, does um, not know. For example, na- nature worship, like worship of the elements, like that, you can't really ascribe uh, a particular motive to that or a particular set of beliefs. You kind of believe in it because nature, your God, uh, your belief system is all encompassing. So God is there when a wolf fucking eats. Uh, buffalo calf but it's also there when a mother gives birth and it's also there when an old man passes it's this older concept older religious concept where it's like everything is god like mother earth gaia is the one goddess and so hecate herself is multifaceted because of that because there's birth there's you know the the virginal unspoiled innocence of every child's youth and then you grow up, there's maturity, and then there's the wisdom of old age, but you're fucking too old to do anything with that wisdom at that point. But it's kind of all packaged together in these pagan beliefs. Okay, um, so I don't know if you already said this, and I'm sorry if you did. So then how does someone become a witch or a warlock? Or were you going to get to that, or did you already pass that? Um, or are you gonna get, if you're going to get to it, you could just continue. I didn't mean to like cut you off. To become a witch, well, fuck. The the thing is, we're so influenced by like pop culture depictions and and our uh, preconceived notions. One could say that that we have a very set idea of what a witch was. During this transitional period, where like paganism was outlawed and the Christian Church was starting to come down hard, I doubt that anyone thought of themselves as like a witch or even Wicca. It was more that like they still remembered this older religion and they still held on to those beliefs so in that sense maybe just having that knowledge and like even even in most most myths about like magicians and warlocks and witches it's not necessarily that like that it's uh that it's a passed down hereditary thing it's more like you go out and you seek the knowledge or more often you apprentice yourself to like an initiated witch or warlock and and you gain access to that knowledge that being said this to is the like, books the books is, of knowledge. hit those books you want to become a witch but this is within a more historical context again within a religious uh supernatural context um as as with that espoused by the catholic church during the middle ages then in order to become uh, a witch you made a pact with the devil but it wasn't the devil himself who was doing the recruiter so, like, in the army, it's not the fucking field marshal doing the recruiting. You have recruiters. And so, who is that? That's 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 a witch or a cunning folk that sees that you're kind of in a desperate situation. So, fucking, it's the 1300s, and you had a bad harvest, and there's plague. Ah, <clears throat> oh, fuck. We're gonna get to that. But you had a bad harvest. You had a bad harvest. Fucking, your, your livestock is dying. And, and you're just desperate. And so this agent of the demonic church of Satan reaches out to you and is like, hey, like a lot of churches do, like, hey, we can help Dear you out. God. We can come through, like, apprentice yourself with me, serve our dark lord. And that's kind of like the gateway drug of witches. But that's only offered help. But you're saying that's only for the folklore version. The, yes, the supernatural version that I would say, like... Um, the Christian religion during those early years kind of fomented. Wait, the evil witches that, yeah. that we think of. Yeah, that's that's how you that's how it happens. They lure you in like a drug dealer. Like, oh, you need help. Well, if I wanted to become hex. a witch, I think I would become an evil witch. 
Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to become a Hell good. Yeah, use dude. my magic for good. Because if you think about it, dude, in Harry Potter, majority of those good warlocks and witches died. Did they? Are we are we really going to dive into Harry Potter right now? No, because Harry Potter has nothing to do with it. Dude, fucking J.K. Rowling is going to sue us so fucking hard right now. <laughs> We're going to get a subpoena fucking up our ass tomorrow, delivered by an owl. Before that happens. For a copyright infringement. Yeah, this is not copyright. Okay. We do not own the rights to said Harry Potter. According to the fair use doctrine, we can uh, make these sorts of pop culture references Dear without God. fear of... Uh... Alright, but um, fuck J.K. Rowling. Anyway... <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how you become a witch. You get offered help by, uh, a current practitioner and that lures you in and you kind of learn the spells and again, sign your soul away. But that's according to the church. That's, that's according to the tide asses. Um, but within the historical context, going back to that, um, what really accelerated the persecution of witches and the formation of the concept of a witch was um the plague was when uh, in 1346 carried aboard the hull of a merchant ship that was sailing back from Kaffa that had been besieged um funnily enough by a mongol army that this disease came over from asia um spread to europe and uh, as we all know i'm sure a third of the population died it seemed like it was the end of the world it seemed like god had turned his back on all of western christendom and it was within this time period that searching for scapegoats uh, amid the chaos, a lot of local communities, both with and without the sanction of the church, started persecuting religious minorities that they thought were responsible for the epidemic. So these were Jews, Muslims, uh, minority Christian sects, and of course the cunning folk, or these kind of folk healers who still had um, quasi-pagan beliefs and practiced... Um, some form of practical magic. Uh, it was in the eyes of many that either their very spells, so their their concerted efforts, or the contempt that God held for such peoples that had caused uh, the plague to come down upon them. This was, you know, punishment for them being so lax on um, on these heretics. So accused now as witches, summary executions followed. Um, a century later, with the Reconquista in Spain, you know, expelling the Moors and the unification of the twin ki kingdoms of Aragon and Castile. Um, and then after that, the Wars of Religion, you know, the Thirty Years' War that embroiled all the West and even more carnage and death. Um, there was a there was another wave of, of persecution. And again, the labels of heretic and witch started to be flung and the church by by now, you know, far more organized and bureaucratized, gave birth to the dreaded medieval inquisition. So, Ooh. yeah, thousands of women were subjected to tortures that are oh. today synonymous with uh, barbarism. Uh, no, the some... rack, no. the Iron Maiden, no. uh, burned at the stake. No. Um, and it's estimated that as many as 60,000 died as a result of trials that were officially recorded often for offenses as mundane as sporting odd wounds or lesions, having red hair, owning a black cat, or behaving in any way that the community oh might be suspicious God. of. You gotta be kidding me, really? And and funnily enough, back during the plague, um, because black cats were associated with like witches and with yeah. the devil, these fucking medieval peasants just started fucking slaughtering cats, just drowning them in tubs, just hacking That's their so heads off. That's so messed up. And because there were no more fucking cats, 
the rats that carried the fleas that carried the plague spread that much more quickly. That's and on was, they, and they, That's on them. That's on them. That's on them. But I was gonna say so about the 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 red hair. If if only a woman had red hair, they would like do that to them. But if a man never had red hair, they wouldn't really like do anything. Or both both were persecuted. Um, both men and women were persecuted for witchcraft. But it was just a lot easier back then to accuse a woman because she had no real agency in fucking medieval society. Yeah. Because like if you came up to me, it was like, dude, you're a witch. I could be like, go fuck yourself. Like, no, I'm not. But if you went up to a woman and you were like, you're a witch, and she knew how to fucking add and subtract, then there's the proof you need to burn her at the stake. So there were accusations against both sexes, but they just tended to stick more often to, to these um, practitioners of, of quasi-pagan beliefs. When that was the case, a lot of the times they weren't even fucking cunning folk or folk healers. It was just a random person that the community decided to vent their anger and frustration yeah, I feel like it was going to be mainly that. Because, like, I remember, like, in cartoons and, like, movies, you know, they're like, oh, it's a witch. Like, not bringing it a stake, but there's ones, like, in the scenes where it's like, you know, we're going to drop her off. We're going to throw off, like, a hill. Yeah. And if she's able to, like, fly back, she's a witch. But if she isn't, she's not a witch. Like, she's practically dead now. And in my head, I'm all like, so if she was dead, like, did they ever feel, like, you know, like, remorse for that? They were like, oh, fuck, like, we killed someone. No, because she went to heaven, dude. Fucking haven't you read, haven't you read the, the good book? No, I haven't. But um, uh, fuck. I, I I don't know if our listeners are familiar with that Monty Python sketch, but the logic really was that that in order to fucking prove that someone was a witch, you had to do all these mental acrobatics that people in the Middle Ages were were perfectly willing to do. Like um, what what another one of the the methods to verify if someone was a witch was similar to that one. Like you you loaded up a lady with stones, you threw her in the river. And if she sank, that means that um, she wasn't a witch, but she already fucking sank. And if she floated, then that means... Wait, no, no, no. Let me backtrack. Yeah, was about... Let me backtrack. <laughs> Things are getting heated fucking underneath the streetlights. No, yeah. If you sank, it meant that you weren't a witch. And if you floated, it meant that you were. But now that you're floating and that it's confirmed that you're a witch, we're going to burn you at the stake. But if you weren't a witch, you're at the bottom of the fucking river with stones tied to your ankles. So you're not getting out of it yeah. unscathed. Or another fun one was um, they would they would set a, a pot of water to boil and they would throw in a tiny pebble. And what you were supposed to do was fish in there into the boiling water, find the pebble, take it out, and then if your wounds healed well then that means that um, you had the favor of Satan and that Satan was curing you, and so they killed you. And if they didn't heal well and got infected, that means that you weren't a witch, but you were going to fucking die of gangrene anyway. Dear God, that's fucked up. Those are some fucked so up trials. Logic, these were not intelligent people <clears throat> in any way, shape, or form. It was it was called the Dark Ages for a reason. Mm-hmm. And although that term is played out, fucking, it's, it still applies. Would you ever want to live in the Dark Ages? Like, knowing that you would be a man? That I would... Living where? Where would you want to live? Not fucking Europe. That's for <laughs> sure. Not Europe. Here, maybe I could, you know, grow a plot of corn and things would be tight. But the Dark Ages in Europe, if if I was a peasant, I was fucked. And then if you were a feudal lord, then you still had to go to war. It's not like you had a break then either. You still had to go fucking... 
you know, try to decapitate someone. That's so I don't true. think anyone had a break back then. It was just terrible for everyone. I think I'd just rather live alone then. In human history, become a hermit, like a witch. Just go off into the hills. And or a hag. A hag. You look like a hag. Yeah, I know. In this lighting. <laughs> that cute beard you have over there. But um, anyway, yes. Um, back to the horrific death toll. 60,000 died as a result of uh, the trials that were recorded. And this says nothing of the unofficial lynchings that, you know, angry townsfolk just kind of committed on their own initiative. Uh, countless of innocents, uh, countless innocents were butchered in this way on trumped-up charges, induced by paranoia and uh, destructive religious fervor that a lot of people felt was their only way out of the plague or of uh, the wars of religion that at that time were taking place. Now, a little going on a little side quest into uh, the good old mountains of uh, Bavaria, in a dreary little German town. A Catholic clergyman by the name of Heinrich Kramer published a tome known as the Malleus Maleficarum, or the Witch's Hammer. This was a sort of guide for hunting out witches and putting them to death. Oh, dear God. Disavowed by the official Catholic Church leadership, the book was nonetheless implemented um, by a broad number of people who began prosecuting alleged witches at a staggering rate. So... So anyone could be a quote-unquote witch hunter, even though they're not really, you know, you could say certified for the job. Yeah, no, the the church has placed no authority on these people, but this clergyman published the book, and it's out there. And now people are seeing witches left and right. And not only that, he includes passages in which a previous pope, Pope Pius fucking something or other, admitted... Like, yes, witches are real, they're in league with Satan, and it is the duty of the church and of every Christian to seek them out and to destroy them. And then after that, he included uh, a quote, which I don't know if he forged or not. <laughs> it was just like, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. No, um, a quote from one of the Holy Roman Emperors, again, kind okay. of justifying and condoning this kind of behavior, saying it's all cool to go out on your own initiative and look for witches. Dude, that's fucked. And it was it was this tradition stretching all the way back to pagan times, and and these, you know, now they're woo woo beliefs because it's all just fucking white people fucking with crystals. But back in the day, it meant something. It was this idea of an all encompassing female divine, and that got distorted throughout the ages and associated with women in particular because they're the ones that kept up the practice. And so anyone who still ascribed to those beliefs throughout the Dark Ages and into the Middle Ages was assigned this label of witch because they used this form of old magic that was a remnant of pre-Christian times and that church leadership saw as a threat, again, to the black and white dogma that they espoused of there's good and evil, there's God and Satan, there's an eternal struggle. And they started filling in the details and started adding all this fucking backstory to the concept of witches and saying like yes they have familiars or like little animals like a dog or a cat that follow them around and that they're really demons in disguise and do the devil's bidding and they kind of provided all of that um additional baggage to what was originally just a, a, a minority fucking religion yeah that had survived that's fucked up bro. and with it came you know yep the inquisition the medieval inquisition and then the spanish inquisition 
which the Spanish Inquisition was more fucked up because that came after the Reconquista and that was aimed at not only fucking witches but at converted Jews and Muslims that they were like, nah, we don't believe you. We don't think you actually converted. And they put them to the sword as well. Good times uh, in Europe. But that's uh, that's just a little bit of the backstory of how that's terrible. That's terrible. That's the that's the real horror story, ladies and gentlemen. For real, fuck, man. You know you are right. I'm glad we don't live in that time. Is it really so different? Yeah. Let's get all philosophical and start to ponder. Is it? Is it really so different? Are we are we really any more tolerant than the Spanish Inquisition of way back when? A question to our listeners: Food for thought. Okay, because look, if you think about it back then, you had the slums, nothing in between, and then the rich, right? Yeah. Okay. Right now, we have the poor, the what, like the uh, the more kind of like in the middle, I suppose. Yeah. And then the rich, right? So there's in between now, right? Would you say you're more on the poor side or the in between? I'd or rich. You, you could be rich too. I wouldn't know. But what would you say you're at? I'd say I'm probably more in between. So then if you were in the other one, you'll probably be poor. Yeah. Yeah. So you see how there's a little bit different. So it's not like you're going to die by the sword yet or the gun, depending on what time we're talking about. Yes, I'm free. I'm free to practice all my neo-pagan beliefs and believe in uh, in uh, in the triple goddess Hecate now. That's, I mean, yeah, you're probably right too. But think about it like this too. Look. You know how, like, they're saying, oh, like, you're a witch and all that? You yeah. can't really do that here now, can you? Or do you think you can? I, I mean, mean, we, we have, mm, with, with with dogmas and philosophies, yes. I think it's become less acceptable when it comes to religion. But look at, like, McCarthyism, like, the Red Scare. Like, it's still totally cool to persecute someone based on their political beliefs, just as long as it's not, like, at least superficially re- related to race and fucking... um. And religion. Like, that's not cool anymore. Allegedly. <laughs> but it's like, who, who, yeah. But it's like, who's going to be a fucking commie? Like, it's not going to be Jeff Bezos that's going to be a fucking commie. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be. Fuck, we went in deep with this one. Yeah, we went in we deep. Did. We kind of went more. Point the, being, uh, which, which which hunts uh, still exist? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it, but like, I'm saying like cities like this, I mean, maybe they do, but I feel like it's more like of, you know, rural areas or like. You know, I, f- I feel like people where where that place take it's like where they hunted witches. It's like I think in um, is it in Colorado, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, right? Salem. Yeah, Salem. For that, you know, I'm pretty sure there's people who still believe in that stuff there, and they're like, I'm still hunting for witches. You know? Oh no, yeah, for sure. It car- it carried over to the New World for that for that little uh a scare, and the Spanish Inquisition carried over into the New World down south in Mexico where. Now, a witch was anyone who kind of hung on to those um, beliefs. pre-Columbian beliefs. Yeah, so, yeah, kind of figured their their whole, you know, pantheon of of gods that were, again, not really like like a dude, not really like individuals, but they were like concepts like the rain god wasn't fucking like we thought that. Um, what was it? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself right now as not knowing shit about this. Huitzilopochtli or it was or Tlaloc? Like no, I think it was Tlaloc. <laughs> but whatever god it was, it was it was more of a concept. But the Spaniards, when they arrived, it was easy to label them as witches because they were heretics. You know, they didn't ascribe to Christendom as as they understood it. And so 
the ritual magic that they might practice because there's rituals in every fucking religion. Yep. Just like there was rituals that the cunning folk practiced along with their healing practices of using fucking this root and that root and this flower and that to heal people. And so they kind of construed it, construed it as being of the devil because, you know, it posed a challenge. I don't know, man. I'm just saying that I think people should stop wish hunting like that. <laughs> or or just, just, do a, just do a 180 right now. Be like, actually, fuck witches. Actually, let's bring back the Malleus Maleficarum and start seeking them out. I'm sure the church's position is softened. Because the church's position is softened on, like, exorcism. Like, they're not as quick to be like, he's possessed. They'll be like, it's mental illness. So I wonder what the church's official stance is on witches. You're like, no comment. And if, uh, what's our pope right now? I don't know, dude. If whatever current pope is listening to this podcast, then feel free to email us at the streetlights are on at yahoo.com and answer our queries. I know how for, <laughs> he's going to send us a bill for using his name. But yeah, it's just a, a little bit of the historical context. Um, caricatured witches, though, that uh, were depicted like in medieval paintings and in the Malleus Maleficarum and in other treatises on finding witches were were basically that. Like we've discussed it before, the idea of making a pact with the devil, except this one variation was, like I said, if you go to a cunning folk, if you go to a folk healer instead of going to like your parish priest then it's assumed that you're seeking supernatural aid, not from God, but from Satan. And so that was kind of like the entryway of like being initiated. And then with that comes the concept of a black mass that um, echoes, disrespectfully echoes like our mass. So it takes place um, in the woods where you anoint yourself with, uh, what, what is it? What's it called? Witches? Witches fat? That it, witches ointment? Which is which is bomb. It's some kind of liquid, but all you have to know is that um, you make it by basically grinding up dead babies. Like, yeah, with you a know what? Stone. I was about to say that too. I remember there was like a thing where like they were saying that witches like eat children or something like that. No, yeah, and that was all spread um, one by superstitious communities in medieval yep. times, and two by the church that would say like, yes, this is what witches do. They fly around on broomsticks at the behest of the devil, and they anoint themselves with this. Which is fucking Vik Vaporub, made of dead babies, and that enables them the ability to fly. Dear God. And uh, the witches came after the witches. The brooms came after, the pointy hats came after. And somewhere along the lines, I want to say like the 1950s, it entered popular culture and it became like cute again. It became something that we could trot out on halloween yeah on halloween because we do that we fuck around a lot but we do thankfully live in a much more secularized society where we can have halloween and like cool fucking subversive shit like that and that's how we know witches and that's that's the context against which like harry potter and shit like that is portrayed that it's like a lot more acceptable and fun or like sabrina the witch sabrina the witch or then um what was that one witch that her husband beat her Oh my god! Fuck what? it! Oh no, that's that was a genie. No, no, there was a there was a fifty sitcom about about a witch. Like I married a witch, and the mom was a witch. Fuck! If any of our listeners know what series I'm referring to, dude, yes, that there was there was a whole cartoony intro intro like the Jetsons that she would fly in on a broomstick. Listeners, if anyone knows what fucking sitcom I'm talking about, again, email us at the streetlights are on at yahoo.com. No, I I don't know what you're talking about. 
But um, but yes. I remember Halloween Town. I know the grandmother was a witch. Halloween. Wow. I I vaguely remember that from like Jet X. Yeah, because you're you're like young. Disney XD. You're young. That's why. I'm a young whippersnapper. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, fuck. I don't mean to end it. Wait. I mean, are you done? That that was pretty much all the all the historical uh, background that um that I could fish out from the from the dark web, from the the deep web from the smack. fucking um from the Necronomicon that I have locked away uh, in my basement studio. Um, so yeah. Okay, then for sure, because I don't want to end it too abruptly. But yes, we are all out of time. That's my pretty. Ab- the thing is, my co-host did take up all the thirty-two minutes that we had. <laughs> So in the next episode, we're going to be talking about more stories from one from me and then one from my co-host over here. But that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed. And I'm going to be passing you on to Noah to give you guys a little bit more information. All right. So, uh, yes, we've been off the airwaves for a minute. We do apologize. Uh, work and school got in the way, as they so often and tend the holidays. to do. And the holidays. Um, but thankfully... Uh, schedules are clearing up. Um, I personally, speaking for myself, have a little more time to put in once again. And so we're going to try to be a lot more regular with our programming. With that being said, um, our usual spiel uh, is as follows. If you have scary stories, either something that you wrote, you wrote up if you're a creative writer or um, a true story that happened to either you, your friends, or your family, then please send them on over to the streetlights are on at yahoo.com that's spelled phonetically exactly how it sounds the streetlights are on at yahoo.com uh can't wait to read them and we can't wait to see you again so uh careful not to fall off your broomsticks and have a good one